Hi, this is Design Lota, the podcast where we talk about life with Indian designers. I'm Angie and I'm Sushi. In our previous episode, we talked about how the spaces we live and work in can have an impact on our work. Today we're moving more into the space between our ears. Ooh, so is this like our Zen episode? You could say that or whatever kind of technique or process we use to stay motivated and keep growing as designers and as people. Yeah, we all need that push regularly, even on a daily basis perhaps. Sure. You know when it comes to motivation, I remember this whole self-help book phase that I had as a teenager. <laughs> uh I'm from those seven habits days, if you remember, yeah. where there were these, you know, chicken soup books and all other kinds of self-help books hmm. uh, addressing everything from management, money, positive thinking and all that stuff. We still see those around too, right? Uh we do, uh, but I think this space has uh, become a lot more interactive now. thanks to the internet and social media we have life coaching life hacking diys and uh, practical tips for day to day work personally i feel like i've moved on from uh, the self help books phase to just listening to and being inspired by stories and experiences of people rather than you know one or two set techniques what about you sushi stories and experiences definitely but now that i've started a freelance business and all i think i've become more of a self help seeker and like you said we all have the internet at our fingertips so i can search for more specific help or follow blogs that feed into my life as a designer yeah that's so interesting right this whole intersection of design and life <laughs> yeah i actually purchased this book by a designer uh, Isa Bursell I think that's how you say her name which okay. is a guide to designing your life wow <laughs> how is that working out for you i think i'm about halfway there and it's sort of like a puzzle but you have to be in the right mood to work on designing your life and you can't hurry up the process you've got to be really patient <laughs> yeah i think that's too much at stake <laughs> yes too much yeah. at stake so i caught up with my friend manoj who is a designer turned life coach that's an interesting shift from designing for others to helping others design their lives <laughs> Hey Manoj and welcome to Design Lota. Why don't you tell our listeners here a little about yourself? Hey, uh, I'm Manoj and I am a life coach, designer and a photographer. So I currently work on creating uh, online programs. One is personal mastery which is uh, filled with powerful questions which would uh, help someone to self reflect and gain clarity. And another one is uh, A to Z guide for pregnancy. So I'm working along with another friend of mine. I help her to get through the media stuff. So where she requires a lot of PowerPoint slides and uh, design perspective, she needs a lot of help. So I'm working towards that. Okay, and you initially started off as a visual designer. Was that a conscious decision? <laughs> so uh, I did my graduation in Coimbatore. uh so i've completed bachelor's in computer science i still have no idea why i did that <laughs> and uh, so initially in college times i was the person who was editing photos and uh, creating posters for my friends so my journey started off uh, then i guess hmm. so initially i started off without any plan like i didn't have any uh, thought of getting into uh, graphic designing so uh, i just went into 3d modeling uh, illustrator photoshop after effects 
and a couple of other things too. So I was working for this company called Carrot Lane for eight months as a 3D modeler. Uh, so later on, I got an uh, opportunity to work uh, with another firm which was into 3D printing, which sounded so mm. cool. Yeah. So uh, later on, I was working for that company for almost four to five months. And then it has eventually evolved into a stationary brand where we started designing. So my copy notebooks were especially known for the vibrant and uh, badass designs, which we make, especially for college students. And uh, it was a great opportunity for me to work in my copy because I got to know a lot of good designers over there. Uh, I got a wider perspective towards designing itself. Hmm. And I also got introduced to this thing called minimalism. Hmm. So since it was a startup, we, we really had a very good bond with marketing team and sales team, which gave us a wider perspective about consumer viewpoint. So we got a chance to meet students directly and uh, we got a lot of insights from them too. Okay. So how did this diversion suddenly happen from design to life coaching? Uh, after working as a graphic designer for three years, um, I was not uh, feeling that content within me. I felt like I, I didn't want myself to be inside this single title called as a graphic designer. So... Uh, this psychology okay. craze was there from the beginning, from my school days, basically. So you could see that uh, my house has been filled up with self-help books and stuff. <laughs> so I thought of expressing myself through another medium. I started off my own Facebook page and uh, Instagram page called uh, Success Notes, where I started uh, posting motivational quotes. So I used to design motivational quotes and I used to share them in the Instagram and Facebook. So that I think that was a gateway for me to enter into psychology. So one fine day I was uh, reading this article in Forbes. So there were four points in that article. The four, very first point is, if you're not content with the job that you're doing, you should quit. So right after <laughs> reading that point, I just decided to quit. Hmm. I just sent the resignation letter to my boss and um, I just... <laughs> you didn't even job. read the other three points. <laughs> Later on, after sending the resignation letter, I got a chance to read the other three. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean you're officially an ex-designer now? No, not at all. Because like even today I opened Illustrator and I was working there for like half an hour. So since I'm creating online courses, it requires a lot of promotional activities, which I'm doing it myself. Mm -hmm. So currently I'm working in a company called NLP Coaching Academy. So we train people to become life coaches itself. So initially I was studying there. So after I did my course there, uh, I started working for them. I started uh, branding and uh, marketing for them. Okay. And you also have a Facebook page called Hush. So yeah, it, it was initially Success Notes, which evolved into Hush. So Hush mm. Coaching is a platform in Instagram and Facebook. So I use it to express myself and to motivate people uh, through motivational posters. And I also use it as a portal to sell my online courses in there. And uh, so your design skills have also had a direct impact on how you do things as a coach. Yeah, so designing gave me an opportunity to inspire people in an elegant way. So in NLP Coaching Academy, uh, I combine photography and video to create some short videos for the overall experience. Like people do come and attend a program for six days and I take pictures. I make it into a short uh, video clip and yeah, people, people get really excited about those okay. things. So since I'm a designer, this gave me an opportunity to think from a lateral perspective, not 
in a conventional manner. Uh, so I'm able to see things from others' perspective. Uh, and designers also do better by understanding psychology, right? Oh, sure they do. Uh, I view designing from a psychology mm. perspective. For example, when I design a poster, I use this visual hierarchy. So I use a catchy phrase at the top to gain attention. Let's say like, don't be mediocre. And later on comes the self-reflecting questions, uh, which would make people nod. Mm. Like, do you feel you're struck or do you wish to follow your dream or something like that? And later on, I give a statement which affirms the overall poster. Like, this six days certified NLP practitioner would unlock the potential which has been uh, locked within you mm. for years. Something like that I would be using yeah. in a visual hierarchy. So I see it as a necessity. Okay, so I think designers should know uh, psychology because we are designing for uh, consumers hmm. and we should really know what they want yeah. and deliver it in such a way. So it is like uh, using a sandwich to uh, catch a fish. <laughs> uh, even though you love sandwich, you got to really understand what the fish needs. Yeah. So how would you coach a designer or a creative person as someone who's been in that field before? So, well, I don't like to categorize people based on the specific field because uh, we NLP people are not supposed to okay. generalize at all. Common issue that I find in designers are, that includes me because even I'm a graphic designer. So, the common problem that I see in people are uh, self-doubt. Mm. See, the positive quality of a designer is to have a free-flowing imagination. Uh, so when you're working for someone else, this free-flowing imagination stops. Like it has been blocked by this thing called self-doubt. Mm. So for designers, uh, I would ask them to, if, if I'm supposed to coach a designer, then I'll ask them to uh, uh, repeat these three words, which has helped me even. Mm. So it is, I'm enough. These words, these three words have created wonders in people's life. We have spoken about the imposter syndrome in our previous episodes where sometimes we don't feel authentic even though we actually deserve the credit for the work we do. I think um, most of the designers have this imposter syndrome within them. Uh, I think the real reason behind that is because we are trying to uh, satisfy someone else. I think we are supposed to mm. um, feel satisfied with the work that we are doing. If you're so happy about the work that you are doing, obviously you will be doing an amazing work. So try working to satisfy yourself rather than others. Okay. And how about like not meeting deadlines and the client's brief in our so-called uh, quest for perfection and happiness? <laughs> deadlines are definitely important. Uh, I think it pushes designers to complete the task without uh, which we might slack off. Okay. But sometimes it is, uh, it kills our creativity too, because when the timeline is very short, mm -hmm. we just uh, put up elements here and there and just finish off the product. Okay. Uh, but sometimes that attitude also comes across as arrogant, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, we get arrogant at sometimes because when clients say some dumb corrections, which doesn't make <laughs> sense at all. So they'll ask to change the color or uh, make the alignment. So we'll be like, what do you know about alignment or what do you know about <laughs> colors? So, yeah, I think we <laughs> tend to be arrogant uh, sometimes when we get dumb suggestions. Okay. <laughs> so, how do you think we should react to that? Uh, I think if you're able to convince the client by uh, good answers, let's say, 
you, you have done enough research when you're doing a project, right? So if you're able to convey the research that you have gone through, I think hmm. uh, he will understand the value that you have put behind. So uh, how about entire teams of people with varied skill sets? Do you think it's possible to coach uh, an entire team? So yeah, it is possible to coach an entire team with different skill sets because we are all human beings, right? Like we do process in a similar way. So how would you coach a team as opposed to coaching an individual? So for instance, there's a team in which there is a graphic designer, there's a salesperson, there's a marketing person. They're all working towards a product launch. So yes, we use something uh, called as grow model here. So okay. which is like G for goal, R for reality, O for hmm. uh, options and w4 will so if the team knows exactly where they're heading that is the goal hmm. and if they know the reality in which they are like currently in and if they are aware of the opportunities which has been lying in front of them hmm. they'll know what are the things that they are supposed to do that is the w yeah. will so i think th this is the term which we use in uh group coaching uh so the online course which i'm currently uh designing is based on this group model itself so i see a pattern in which people move so a personal mastery is something like i've added uh, some set of powerful questions in there the first step is get clarity and second is to find your belief and values and then breaking barriers and then success habits okay so how did you come up with an idea for an online course uh, so the main reason why I decided to do an online course is because I want to reach a wider uh, audience because the work that I was doing initially was one-on-one -on -one. Okay. and I, I saw a pattern in there where people got stuck. Hmm. Either it will be the clarity part which has been missing or the belief that they're holding inside is okay. in a negative manner or the habit which is not relevant to the goal that they want mm. to achieve. So I thought of putting all these things into a single course and delivering it. Cool. So in essence, it's an elegantly designed solution to a problem. Uh, and with tools like online courses at their fingertips, do you see a trend where people are leaning towards uh, self-improvement or uh, hacking their lives? <laughs> so I see it as a fashion nowadays. <clears throat> but the reality is like... Uh, are you following what you're preaching? So for years, I was doing the same mistake because I usually do the same preaching, but I don't follow it for myself. So <laughs> later on, when I saw that I'm not getting results, that's when I realized, okay, fine, I should put some action to get some results. So <laughs> so after, uh, seriously, but after uh, after taking actions, I saw the results in my life. Generally, mm. what people do is they show off in social media. But the reality is like knowledge is a treasure, but practice is the key to unlock it. <laughs> Personally, action is the one which brought me results, not merely hoping or showing off to people. But supposedly showing off uh, on social media can also keep people motivated, right? Well, on a surface level, yeah, it is true. It is true to gain knowledge and to get inspired and stuff. But uh, in the reality, you have to take actions. Uh, it is actually good to see people that they're uh, posting motivational stuff and they're doing workouts and stuff. But I'm scared whether they're taking those photos just to show off. But are they really mm. doing the workout, which is really necessary? True. So what do you feel are some real indicators that actually show progress? 
so in coaching we use something called as track sheet so what happens here is the client when they look at the big picture they get overwhelmed hmm. they, they, people think that they can't do it because it is in such a big shape so what we generally do is we chunk them into small small components so okay. we ask clients to set their own targets for each month see 70% of the people do achieve the target uh, but 30% doesn't do that because due to unavoidable ecology conditions you know so but still we plan accordingly to keep uh, the wheel running so and the people you coach often need to be receptive to feedback right and uh, giving feedback in a way that it can be processed is also a challenge do you have any tips on uh, how to give feedback so giving feedback is a very good action for the individual to progress but it has to be done in a very delicate manner mm. so when you are giving some suggestions or feedback so let me give an example like if a friend of mine gives a project to me asking for feedback i would start with positive positive and the real fact that i want to say and again i'll end it with a positive fact so uh, let's say okay. wow that's a great work my friend i'm totally amazed by the product that you have uh, made uh, i see some errors glitching in here and there if i were you i would try fixing those small errors to give an amazing product so at last i'll end it up with what do you say so in this phrase i've used if i were you i didn't use the direct term that you should do that or you should do this so in in this process you're kind of packaging the negative comments between the positives so that you can deliver the message exactly we are not supposed to hurt their feelings so we have to deliver it in a very good way and that's why i use this if i were you and what do you say and today there are many applications which uh, have been created to quantify goals and uh, giving people constant feedback on how to improve their lives do you think this actually helps so personally i was using asana which is a very good application for me to track the progress but later on i stopped using because it was so digital so that it was not physically in front of me so i stopped using it so human mind is like a monkey you know it gets distracted very easily in this consumerism era so there are millions of apps out there but i prefer to go old school to get reminded uh, about the goal that i'm headed towards so i generally maintain three things like the to do list is the number one thing and i use alarms so i generally use three alarms in a day uh, like 8 am 1 pm and 9 pm wow so these alarms are for visualizing okay. so what i generally do is like when the alarm rings i just close my eyes and i just visualize my end goal so i literally see them in front of me i uh, like literally like inception i'll just go there and build my own <laughs> house and whatever i want to do in my with my life i just do that so those 15 minutes will be like i'll be in my world there's a lot of psychology behind that oh, by the okay. way <laughs> and uh, the poster which i use in my bedroom every day when i wake up actually gives me a boost like a reminder that i'm going after something cool also in this current age there seems to be a hunger right for contentment uh, especially in the professional arena where people talk about uh, career fulfillment and making a dent in the universe much more than people did about a decade ago so why do you think that is uh many say that this is a kaliyug which means filled with negative minds and negative people and all but i see it uh, in a totally different way because this is the era where i can see the progress happening so people fighting for their own freedom and uh, expressing their own views without any constraints so i feel proud to be born in this era basically so talking about career fulfillment um i would say that career plays a very significant role in your life because do you know that 
20% of your waking hours has been spent on your career so it creates a huge impact in what you are becoming so it is really necessary to follow your passion yeah okay. so money is a by product of the mm-hmm. service that you provide bringing more value to the people by your unique gift so this world is filled up with opportunities i would say so pick up one problem and solve them for the people money is important and without money obviously we'll run out of fuel but what i'm trying to say is you got to do a job which you love and make money out of it okay and the third thing is intuition so i would ask people to follow their intuition so intuition is nothing but there's a little voice behind your head which <laughs> asks you to take certain steps so you would be able to hear this voice once you are in harmony hmm. try meditating to hear this inner voice so do you think also that a lot of people are unfulfilled because they don't go out of their comfort zone enough well uh, comfort zone is a devastating place where nothing grows so tony robbins uh, he's an outstanding life coach he coaches entrepreneurs presidents and even celebrities and so his philosophy is that you got to progress on a consistent basis to feel happy so whatever area it might be it might be fitness or cooking or dieting or whatever it may be if you don't progress on a consistent basis you will feel miserable so mm. it was my last month of working so after quitting my job i decided to uh, i just took the last month salary and i just went for a 15 days solo trip Ooh. to north india okay so uh, it was total of 15 days i seriously had no idea what i'm going to do for the rest of the 15 days actually i didn't plan it was 15 days at all so i just thought like when my money is over like i'll return back to my hometown so that was the plan so 15 days was a challenging experience as well as an exciting one i would say so i went trekking for 6 days and uh, for the 9 days i seriously had no plan i just i'll just take a bus and i'll end up somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, for the new year i was in kasol i was all alone there roaming there i made a lot of new friends and uh, it is just me and my thoughts mm-hmm. it is scary and also exciting at the same part so the reason why i'm saying this is because i got out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. so when i got out of the comfort zone i as able to be with myself and the decisions that i took hmm. was my complete decision like i'm supposed to take the ownership of the responsibilities that yeah. i was taking so yeah it was a great breakthrough for me so yeah i would urge everyone to take a solo trip once in a while to get lost <laughs> a growing number of people are realizing that their skill and interests uh, don't lie in a single area b- but in multiple arenas right and they're slowly beginning to embrace that uh, whole multipotentiality uh, a lot of designers including myself are facing this phenomenon today where we can't stick to just being a ui designer or a spatial designer uh, how would you coach somebody with a multiple design skill set uh I myself have uh, multiple interests <laughs> from graphic designing to photography, video making and coaching, uh writing and also trekking. Mm. So uh, I see pe- creative people are supposed to be this way because we're not supposed to fit inside a box is what I think. For example, let's say Leonardo Vinci. He went into invention, painting, sculpting, architecture, science, etc. etc. So I think it's okay to wander and do what you like but I would also like to remind people that it's not okay to wander to seek comfort but wander to find meaning and purpose in life 
find the greatness within you wow that sounds pretty grand can you re- recommend some books and resources to follow that we can talk about life and design together so these are some of my favorite books uh, which is amaze your customers by daniel zanetti okay and who moved my cheese by dr spencer johnson i would also recommend people to listen to motivational videos before uh, starting off your day that would hmm. give a sense of adrenaline rush i would say for example gary venture who's a new age uh, guru for marketing and i would also ask people to listen to tony robbins jim brown and les brown these are some of my favorite speakers sweet so we'll include these links in our blog for our listeners uh, thank you manoj for coming out and doing this it was a pleasure sushi thank you so where can our listeners find and follow you uh you can follow me in uh, facebook and instagram so my facebook okay. page is hush coaching and you still provide coaching th- there right i do provide coaching services too wow okay a lot of things are starting to make sense now uh, as designers we are always trying to understand people and their psychology to design for them better but rarely do we assess our own state of mind while doing the work yeah reminds me of what isa bursel says that life is our biggest design project sure there have been times when we're all faced by that imposter syndrome i mm. guess this is where manod's practice of looking at a poster that says i am enough uh, comes in though i'm not entirely convinced that might always help i'm definitely going to try that but i also think that sometimes we need affirmation and encouragement from the people close to us but don't you think that constant affirmation and telling yourself that you're enough can make you a little reluctant to progress and getting better i think the point here is that uh, we are enough as humans and not necessarily enough as designers so as humans we have the potential to keep growing into hmm. better designers Believing that we have it in us to begin with can help us visualize and dream yes, big. Yes, uh, I guess what matters here then is making that distinction between who we are and what we do, which can often be a blurry line for designers, and we might tend to get uh, those two confused, right? Yeah, and I've uh, found it important to remind myself of this, especially when I have an unusual project at hand, and I have literally zero experience mm-hmm. in that arena. and the client is already doubtful because their stakes are high uh, and i tend to freak out too when they grill me about my experience like you've never done this before right. have you right. <laughs> you've never designed a mosquito killing thing <laughs> right yeah but uh, with our education behind us and our process game up i believe that we are enough mm. and in fact our job is all about doing something new every time yeah i think that's the beauty of being a designer we are, we are supposed to be experts at that whole working with zero experience thing yeah uh, so i don't think there's any need to feel like an imposter but we do need to keep reminding ourselves of that what do you think about uh, designer arrogance after this episode it seems to me like not a big deal after all in fact i would replace the word arrogance with expertise <laughs> no one tells a doctor or a lawyer how to do their job uh, well but um, that's where i think we're completely different um, empathy is kind of the backbone of what we do so manoj made a valid point there uh, that we need to be clear in getting across why we did something the way we did so while we do need to believe we are the expert we also need to hear the client out put them at ease uh which i think doctors and lawyers would also benefit from uh, having that attitude hmm. 
I also feel that we come across as arrogant when we're not organized. We may have it all together at the back of our head, but then to the client, we might look like a total mess, like we don't really care. I think it's super important to have your work in some order because that gives the impression. Yeah. Here's where I like the technique of uh, chunking the targets to help us keep on track. Clients like to see some action <laughs> or at least a plan to where you're going, right? Yeah, timeline of sort. Hmm. And I know that some people aren't a big fan of apps, but personally Asana, which is a project management app, has yeah. really helped me in terms of this. Uh, you can have a timeline, have specific tasks, subtasks, like yeah. organized to a very detailed level. And I tend to keep making these lists. And when you check a task that you've completed, Asana does this whole rainbow thing and has this animated unicorn fly across the page. And there's a sort of adrenaline rush in seeing that. Now it's suddenly struck me. Why not add the clients into the app so that they can see that too? Yeah, I've actually been on a couple of projects where we pull the client in uh, to our project on apps like uh, Asana. I think these kind of apps also make sense when we have multiple projects from multiple clients to handle, uh, seeing as we designers all seem to have multiple interests and many things going on at one point. So instead of looking like we're lost, uh, it's all curated in one place. Curating our multi-potentiality. I like that. <laughs> so, hey listeners, are you a polymath too? What do you do to stay motivated and keep moving forward as a designer? Tweet to us at DesignLota and tell us all about it. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so you can catch us there as well. Also, our season finale episode is coming up. Woohoo! So, look out for that. We're excited. Until then, bye!